Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast reshipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. I want to start the show today yeah. talking about dad bods. Dad bods, bro. And when, you say, when you say dad bod, I'm so curious what pops in your head? Because I feel like the definition of dad bod varies on who you ask. You know, they always have that picture of Leo DiCaprio walking miserably at the beach with his belly hanging That's out. not a dad bod. I know, but that's always the not image on bod. social media. I, I think a dad bod is a guy who clearly worked out most of his life, now has kids, jobs, responsibilities, and he's just a little softer. But you can see he's got arms and shoulders and pecs, and like he's not like some sloppy dude. I think a dad bod is he used to be pretty good in shape, and now he's like in shape. Let's get a let's get an official definition while we debate this. The dad bod, because your biggest competition, Rich, a guy you like, Patrick Mahomes, is in the news. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> With the dad bod. I mean, he's a dad. And he's a dad. That's rule number one. You can't have a dad bod or claim to have a dad bod and not be a dad. That right? That just means you're out of shape, right? Like, no. you need an excuse. So you have to have kids in order to have a dad bod. Let's hear it, Danny G. A male physique that is relatively slim but not lean or toned. So it's like the Grinch, kind of. No, see, well, I, don't think, I don't think, I mean, I think I am the perfect de- definition of dad bod. According to Wikipedia, which is the main source for everyone. Wikipedia. Uh, let's see. It's someone, the physique of a man who was once athletic, but gained a noticeable amount of body fat around the waist no. as he aged, leading him to have a, quote, beer belly. However, it is uncommon to use the phrase to describe someone who is generally unfit as the arms, legs, and chest of someone with a, quote, dad bod are usually still in good shape. Like right so, now, right now, my shoulders, chest, at, like arms. No, I'm you're in, in shape. I'm in shape. I, maybe I don't have a dad bod after all. But you know what? Patrick Mahomes is in the news for having a dad bod. 
And it brought up an interesting conversation I heard on The Herd, you heard. Colin was talking about how Mahomes isn't chiseled. He was talking about how Josh Allen was on I the mean, beach recently. Neither was Tom Brady. No, that was a picture he brought right. up, too. Did you see this clip? He brought up Tom at the draft. Now, you know, Brady's chiseled now, but 20 years ago, 25 years ago, not so much. And he brought up Josh Allen, who's 6'5", 240 on the beach, and he was a little soft around the edges. But Colin made a great point about quarterbacks. Take a listen. Well, you see, Rich, stars attract stars. No. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> the wrong clip. Wrong Hold clip. on. Hold on. Here we go. I don't want my quarterback doing a lot of reps on the bench press. I want him doing reps in the film room. I don't want Will Levis's body. In fact, I had multiple general managers push back saying he's more infatuated with his gun show than film. I don't like ripped quarterbacks. I want fluidity, pliability. I want you to be smart, <laughs> coachable. Of the traits I'm looking for, abs is not in the top 20. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with it's Colin. It's so funny, so do I. And, and the reality it's is, so funny the way he put it, it though. We you, could all be NFL QBs. Yeah. Well, look at it this way, Danny G. When you watch some of the series on Netflix, quarterback, Patrick Mahomes was doing all all these twitch movements and pliability and bending and stretching. Same with the TB12 workout. I mean, Tom's more ripped now after he's played. You could say the same for starting pitchers in the MLB, right? You can't have a ripped. That's just not the makeup of that position in that type of play. And look what happens when you are ripped. The number one example that comes to mind is a guy that looked like a freaking Greek god. Noah Syndergaard, six foot six, ripped and chiseled. That guy had arm surgery like four times because it doesn't work with that position. Quarterbacks don't need abs. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> I don't. In fact, he said I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them with the abs. You don't like them ripped. So and it does make sense. And what happened was, I mean, come on, you know, if you didn't see the viral clip, it's on TMZ. It's everywhere. Patrick Mahomes is in the locker room. You know, Andy Reid's doing a speech. Patrick Mahomes, great leader. He's doing a speech, and he's like. Hey, guys, great job. As I've been saying, uh, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. <laughs> and he's getting everybody all hyped, but he has no shirt on. And that goes viral. And people start isolating his his gut, which is a little soft. Not fat by any means, but not ripped by any means either. Oh, Just like a, It's not what you expect from an elite quarterback. Do you mean maybe the greatest of all time? Maybe the greatest <laughs> of mean, all time. But it does give you, um, I don't want to say hope, but it should put a little more strut in your step because it has no... It has no bearing on on how great you could be at all. The only ripped NFL player. The only ripped. There's a few players that DK are. DK Metcalf. Like I was thinking DK Metcalf and Christian McCaffrey. Nick Bosa. Rip. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. There's, there's guys. But those <laughs> positions. I, I think there's, these positions call for a different type of, of strength. It's like a, a lineman needs to be beef. How many linemen are just putting on that weight and putting on those calories just because the position requires it. When all said and done, you know, they they sort of trim up because they don't need all that extra added weight that they needed oh. for that job. Like a guy like Trent, Trent Williams. Each position needs a little something different. Trent Williams might be one of the most, quote, athletic guys in the NFL for being a big fella. Trent Williams just puts on that weight so he's even more of a force. Yes, of course. Yep. So the same applies with the quarterback, meaning they don't need all that extra muscle. They don't need to be ripped. And Patrick Mahomes said something like, yo, why are you guys doing me dirty like that? Why are you, why are you guys doing me dirty? And the internet has done him dirty because they've been showing his gut everywhere. I mean, look, we, can, we saw a shirtless Jason Kelsey a couple weeks ago. And that cake. guy, you know, arguably a, a bear. arguably a top three center 
of all time. His position calls for man strength and some beef. I yeah, think he'll trim up uh, if he retires. Strength doesn't always equate to body fat. That's just body fat percentage. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the strength of your muscles. So if anything, true, Fox Sports Radio Nation, if you got a dad bod, do you, do you think or consider Patrick Mahomes to have a dad bod based I, on the definition? Based, based on that photo, I said the spot yesterday, I said he doesn't look, it, it's an unflattering photo. But it doesn't look far off from a lot of us when yeah, we have our shirts it's, off. It's, right? it's I mean, inspiring. It, it goes to show you it, it has no nothing to do with your athletic ability whatsoever. Answer this he question. He is the greatest, arguably the greatest quarterback, I, I can't say of all time because there's still a Tom Brady out there, but he's on pace, and he's the greatest right now. And he's no physical specimen whatsoever. Compared to anyone else in the NFL, that's he, for sure. He's an athletic specimen. He's an athletic now, specimen. Now, here's the question I wanted to throw it out there. You know, men historically have been unfairly tough on women and their bodies and their looks. And guys are sort of, you know, rough in that area. That guys are very judgy. It's called character. You got some fat guy. Men have character. You got some fat guy sitting on the couch uh, right. with bean dip in his belly button, may, uh, eating you know corn chips, and he's like. I don't think he's pretty enough. Guys are terrible. But is this the ultimate guy justification? When people are like, yeah, dad bod's all the rage. Women will say it, and I never know if they're telling the truth or not. Women are telling the truth because a guy who's too ripped, it indicates to them the same as Colin Cowherd was referencing before. Saying Will Levis is more concerned with his uh, bicep gun show. Right. (laughs) It says that they're way too self-consumed to ever fully be that into them like this guy is clearly too self-centered if he's that ripped you know the dedication you do know that it's a rhetorical question you know the dedication it takes to have abs like that I, in my 30s i had an, <laughs> I, I mean i'll go back to i had an ab bet with someone in my 30s so it says that yeah, like I, I had to do a cleanse and work and only eat grilled fish and and veggies for a month to like get it a semblance which, of abs it's which not easy could interfere with actually playing the game and training like, the way tra- like training the way you need to train and can we say this too again patrick mahomes let me quote what he said he says yo why they have to do me like that <laughs> I like i got that. kids so he has kids he uh, has a hashtag uh, hashtag dad bot season yeah dad bot season he has a two-year-old daughter sterling and a one-year-old son bronze so he's really in the mix. I'm sure he has some help, right? He's a busy dude. He's got money. But he's really in that dad zone. And we've been there. Danny G, you're living that right now. Dan Byer, you're living that right now, your little two-year-old nose picker. When you got kids like that, you don't have time for gym. You don't have time to eat healthy. You're eating at terrible times. You're eating all their leftover snacks. Yeah. You're stressed out. You know, when I look back at when I was when I was in your position – Dude, that's the most out of shape I've ever been because I didn't have that time to myself. Dude, if we didn't have a gym across the street from yeah. here that I go to three to four days a week just to maintain, if I did, if, if we didn't have a gym literally across the street, he doesn't break a sweat. <laughs> I, I I'd probably you know no, but you be in so a different I'm scenario. not making exceptions, but you could totally see how Patrick Mahomes is is well, even just a little soft. He's got two little rugrats at home. You know what I say too, and I'll hand you two dollars, Danny G. Look at. Travis Kelsey, right? He's an in-shape guy, but he's not known for having rock-hard abs and a chiseled chest. He's an in-shape guy. Have you ever seen him shirtless? 
since he uh, before know, he let was me on see like, your, let me see your screen uh, let me see <laughs> like, I, I could honestly like you know I've seen like Nick Bosa did those uh, underwear ads I've seen him shirtless yeah. but Travis Kelsey isn't walking around flaunting his abs and he's with Taylor Swift it's easy so for it's skinny like, you know, ki- skinny guys with no kids to have abs right? I made a decision at the grocery store last night <laughs> on which dino nuggets I liked better because I knew I'd end up eating whichever ones were left over <laughs> which ones do Dude, I like yes. <laughs> it's so true because you're 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 a little nose picker and I say that not not you not is Brody Braden? Brody. It's not Bra- Brody. I knew that. Yeah, I just uh, you know <laughs> Mexico rich, rich has guy. me other for rich. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico has me in a fuck. You know, you know, little little Brody who took home dinosaur toys yeah. from my house because I'm like I love Dan's kid. No, Dan no, 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 no. You know that little Brody's not going to eat his food. He's finicky. He's going to leave a whole tray of vegetables, dino nuggets, and goldfish everywhere. And you. As a responsible parent, you're like, I can't just throw this away. That's wasteful. So you end up eating all of that at the worst times, and that's why you end up with the dad bod. We know from experience. So it gives you hope that Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the NFL, arguably, is not any physical specimen whatsoever. Yeah, it's a, and I agree with Colin Cowherd. I, I said to you, I was saying the other day, to, I don't think it was you. I think you were away. I was saying the A-Rod the A-Rod cover on Sports Illustrated. Maybe you were here because we were talking about the Sports Illustrated going away. I always was fascinated how he was the best in his prime. And but he was A-Rod, so was soft. Al- A-Rod was always sort of... Uh, he's actually... It's funny you bring him up. He's dating after the whole J-Lo thing, right? He's now dating a, a physical trainer, a professional fitness, uh, fitness instructor or whatever. And now he's more in shape than he's ever been. So again, dad bods, are they where it's at? Are you yeah. proud of what Mahomes is doing as the new spokesman yeah. and leader of the dad bod? You know, Are we doing him dirty? Do you feel great about it? Or do you agree with Colin Cowherd? Like, hey, you want your quarterbacks to to look like that because it shows that their priorities are elsewhere. They're flexible, the pliable, they're flexible, they're, pliable. They're, you know, fast. Like, 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 again, I agree. I've heard not just Colin say it, but GMs were put off by Will Levis showing up at workouts before the draft wearing shirt, uh, sleeveless shirts. And people are like, this guy's like worried about showing off his biceps. Some people are like, yeah, that's not what I'm looking for. Giving away more swiggies tomorrow, and you can qualify if you leave a review. Follow our podcast at Covino and Rich. And while you're at Covino and Rich, we posted a clip from yesterday's show where I talked about how every team needs a George Kittle. What do you mean by that? The vibe, the energy, the positive, like, <laughs> Almost like frat boy antics of of just his. I know. love the open mic. He's like, you know, I, I, at the end of the game, I'm going to tell everybody they had us in the first half. Yeah, they had us in the first half. Oh, you know, we. I was unaware. Dan Byer was the one that told me he was quoting a yeah. high school kid. From, it went over everybody's head. Yeah. So he had this like premeditated joke that he thought was going to slay. <laughs> and you know what? It did. When you think about how he went no, to. No, because nobody reacted to The joke to had it. to be explained. Right. Yeah, yeah. The if first half, to, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We had him in the first half, not going to lie. That was a, that was a punchline, and even when he's telling Brock Purdy on the sideline, Purdy's like, "Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about, dude." Well, I mean, with all due respect, at that moment, Brock Purdy was down almost twenty. I know, and he's like, "Yo, why are you telling me jokes, George Kittle?" But you know what? <laughs> but what did Kittle say to Purdy? He said, "He said, you're yo, keep slinging. You're the man." Yeah, you're, I liked and, it. I mean, I think every team needs a Purdy. We go in more depth again at Covino no, every Rich. man, every team needs a, a Kittle. I'm sorry. And a Purdy. I like him, too. All right. No, I actually I I'm agree I'm sorry. With that. Or is he the 10th best player on the team? <laughs> That's Cam Newton. You sound like a Niner fan. It's Cam, it's Cam Newton now. Like, you know when someone... Oh, dude, you know we shouldn't someone, even you know, bring his name no, up No, you're right. But show. you know when someone's such a dope, they have to double down? 
Maybe it's not him. Maybe there's something under that hat he's wearing that's controlling the things oh, he Oh, is says. he the first Neuralink uh, <laughs> recipient? <laughs> that ridiculous hat. Anyway, again, we're live from the TireRack.com studios, Cavino and Rich. And later on in the show, what does the NFL want to happen so bad during the Super Bowl? We'll let you know. Oh, Plus, regrets in sports, Pete Carroll, Odell Beckham Jr., lots of stories to get to. But look at the time. Let's go it. Let's throw it back. Let's do it. There's a certain. Yeah! What we gonna do right here is go back. Back into time. Throwing it back for a Thursday. Old school when 50 hits. At 50 after, CNR give you the time capsule topic and we reminisce together. Yeah! Ooh, the time capsule topic. What's funny is that Danny G sent me a, a screenshot. And my first response was, dude, she's hot. And he's like, dude, look at the story, not the girl. Her name is Tina Trahan. Trahan? Well, Trahan. Whoever Tra- she is. Yeah, Trahan. Whoever she is, she's smoking hot, but she is the- I'll tell you who she is. She's an art collector and property owner. Well, she is the realtor that purchased the Brady Bunch house out here in Los Angeles. And Spot also said that he goes, dude, she's a looker. Yeah. Can I can I make the story clear, though? Yeah. I watched a whole series. The Brady Bunch house is like a town away from where we broadcast in Studio City yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And we've been here for years, and I've never gone to see it in such an iconic sort of house, right? Now we have a reason to go. Well, HGTV a few years ago bought the house back, and they did this whole special, and the whole cast of the Brady Bunch was involved in it, and they redid the whole thing to look like the original house. Am I, am I wrong in saying at one point Lance Bass really wanted to buy it? Yes. And they, and they swooped out from under him? So yeah. HGTV ran with this whole thing where they redid it to make it look yeah. exactly the way we saw it on television. And since then, I think people have been going there, taking pictures, like sort I mean, of a museum-like uh, thing. I think Dan Byer went trick-or-treating there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't go inside. Like, there was, they weren't tours given. Right. They, that's what, what stunk about it. I like, think there, there were ways, because I had friends go there somehow. Maybe you had to know somebody. Is it just, is it just a, a nice ranch house in Studio City on an off yeah. street or like a side yeah. street? Yeah, it's, it's right off of uh, Tahunga, actually. So it's not far. Everybody knows it. And apparently this this looker, Tina Trahan, yeah. bought it for $3.2 million after the renovation. Now, there's pros and cons to this, too, because she's saying this might be a, a bad investment because that demographic's getting older. So a lot of people won't even care about that. Yeah. So we don't know. But it got us thinking. It's like when you see on Sirius XM, they've moved the 50s and 60s channels, like, off the main air. They're, like, they're like on channel 70-something well, now. It actually, it sold for, like, $2.5 million under what it was listed for, actually. Under the value. So it didn't even. Yeah. So that yeah. It had been sitting on the market for yeah. a little while. Yeah. Wow. Apparently she bought it like as an art piece of sorts. Yeah. Like she, she said she's a super fan. She's a super fan. It's like a work of art to her. Might be a bad investment because who's going to want that? But it got us thinking. When you think of the Brady Bunch house, I think we all wanted to pose on those steps, right? With that little disco backdrop. We all thought that. Michael Brady was the best architect known to man. I remember thinking, like, that seems like a cool job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think the best sitcom house was? Like the, where the one you that you would want to live in? Yeah. yeah. When you think back to all your favorite shows growing up. Yeah, we were in San Francisco to check out a Niners game a year ago. We went to the Full House house. 
and Kavino, it was an overcast, muddy day. Kavino stepped in a mud puddle with a new pair of Jordans. I did. Yeah, ruined. <laughs> yeah, my whole foot sank in. Oh, but yeah, so the, the full house house is famous. Very famous. Uncle Jesse had to console you. So your thoughts at 877-99 on Fox. What house would you want to live in? Of all the sitcoms that you watched growing up, we'll take your feedback next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most well, terrible. Well, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. I don't want to sound creepy, so no creepo. But the first thing you notice, you don't even notice the Brady Bunch kitchen. It's like, look who bought the Brady Bunch house, and it's some beautiful model-looking woman. All you notice is this beautiful woman. You don't even realize that. Hey, that's where Alice used to stand. Spot's still looking at her Instagram page. Right. Her name is Tina Trahan. She's uh, an, a cle- an art collector and property owner and bought the original Brady Bunch house, which is like a town away from where we are right now, and we've never seen it. We should take a ride for $3.2 million. And I just saw this, like a, a late-breaking update, Rich, on social media. Says that she just realized after the purchase that none of the appliances actually work. What? It's just, again, for her, it's, it's a facade. piece of art. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all redone recently wow. by HGTV. All for show. But look, none of the appliances work at all, according to <laughs> did, this real estate website, she not Business do a home Estates. Inspection? I guess not. But again, she bought it for the art purpose right. of it. In talking about the show that they did, one of the things, because they just couldn't make it exactly like the set because there was no house. The upstairs is backwards. Like when you watch the Brady Bunch, Jan and Marsha and Cindy's room was at the end of the hall, but they had to do it reverse because of just structurally how the house was. I was thinking uh, that was the first time that I remember seeing a stove on the wall, and I was like, they must be rich. That was one of those things I thought was like opulent. Sure. I'm like, Alice's stove is like, <laughs> by the like, way, you know, we had a yeah. crappy, you, you know, thought Alice was like 75 back then. She was like 33 years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, true. Look it up. She was, it's true. Yeah. She was really, yeah, she wasn't 33. Oh, she no. was like, I think early 40s. I mean, Sam the my, Butcher wanted that. My, my chiropractor is across the little basin, the little LA River. So in the parking garage, you can see into the backyard a little bit. They've got a bunch of oh, where Marsha where, where Marsha got hit in the football in the nose. No, nose? but you know, yeah. you'll know this, and I know this is very LA. But uh, I think there's a, a Marshalls right by, right by Tahunga and uh, yeah. Ventura. Yeah, just right at that bend there. And if you go into that parking garage, you can see uh, into the backyard. Of wow. Do they still have the tire hanging that Greg threw <laughs> the football through? No, but oh, the Joe, Na- the Joe Namath episode? Yeah. Um, the Los Angeles property was used for exterior shots in the TV show and was previously bought, like we just discussed, by HGTV for $3.5 million, was transformed into a replica of what we saw on TV. Trahan, Trahan, has no intention of modifying the house. 
and plans to use it for charitable purposes. We should do a broadcast from there. Yo, oh, you, just, you, you just yeah. want to yeah. meet that girl. Right. No, no, yeah, no, no. I want to do a broadcast from yeah. Greg's room. Um, is this later Greg's room, the attic? Or yeah, the you attic. Yeah. Yes, because there is in <laughs> the beach. She yes. says it holds significant cultural value for many people. And again, views it as a piece of artwork and part of American culture. And she doesn't want to change that. But again, the update was the appliances don't even work. Based on this current story today. Yeah. What are some of the TV sitcom houses you grew up watching that you'd actually want to live in? I have the number one answer on the board. You know, we we brought up the full house house. And Dan Byer said there was a continuity weirdness with the Brady Bunch house, like where the girls room was. When you watch full house, and I know a lot of us did as a kid. There was that staircase when in in the front of the house. But then I feel like when you were in the, the Tanner's kitchen in the back, there was another staircase. Yeah. So was it dual staircases or tons of shows had the double had the if you growing pains. Oh, they right. had it. different strokes had Family it. Matters had, I think, that so, back staircase. Yes, so many because you needed two different entrance and exit points. But so many of the double oh, staircase. Different strokes had a spiral staircase. Yes, uh, in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, they did. You know, that actually um, made sense, though. A lot of times, continuity-wise, they don't make sense. I think there's a famous one for the Seinfeld, where like there's oh, the, no way the setup of that house would. Oh ever yeah, made oh, the sense. hallway right. of the apartment complex, like it would. Would have went through kitchen. Jerry's kitchen. Yeah, yeah. they're saying yeah. That, that couldn't happen. But is that your answer, by the way? No, the Drum- no, no, the no. Drummond's mansion in New York City. The Drummond's had a, a high a rise. Penthouse? what one of our callers is saying. They had a pet. We're going to go to your phone calls. Yeah. I have the number one answer. Nobody's going to say it. I, so I think I, it. Is it the same one I'm thinking, Covino? I, I don't think so. Is it the same one I'm thinking? I don't think so. Is it the same one I'm thinking? Hold all your thoughts. Let's let's uh, let's be gentlemen and say let's go to our callers first. Let's Chiming go. in in Boca, we got Matt online too. What's up, Matty Matt? Hey, how's it going, guys? Matt, Big fan of the show. Thank you, brother. If you could live in any TV sitcom house, what would it be? Uh, I mean, if you go in the lap of luxury, you got to go to the Banks Mansion from the Fresh Prince. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. A good I mean, one. good one. Jeffrey will throw you out. That is a good one. Didn't they move out? Isn't that the sad meme we always see? Yeah, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's how your house looks after yeah. you take down your Christmas decorations. Just Will, just Will standing there all alone. Yeah, it looks all empty. I really think we should do a broadcast from the Brady Bunch house. I do. I think we should oh, do that. It'd be fun. I but watch yeah, it nightly. What'd you say? Yeah, they still air old, like on MeTV. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. So we DVR it and we'll watch. Well, that's a great answer. That's probably a top five answer. It's a mansion, yeah, it's so a who would want to live there? Mason in Washington State. You're on with Kavino and Rich. What are you picking, man? Uh, I got to go the house from Silver Spoons. The Drummond house is second. Am I am I round out my top three? The Papadopoulos house from Webster because of that awesome dumb waiter. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, well, they had, they had the little the, uh, pulley system, right? Yeah. No, it, it didn't he like climb through the clock? Something like that. <laughs> yes. Silver Spoons, by the way, was Silver my spoon. answer. Yeah, mine too. Wait, you guys, yeah. Fine. That you was guys mine. all said Silver Spoon? Because yeah, they, they had a little trade set that went yeah. 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 video he, games. Yeah, he had so many awesome toys in that house that we all wanted to live there. Yeah. You know, I, I knew that was going to be a top answer. Look, you, when you think of these shows, you got to think of who lived the most opulent life. Well, I got an answer. Right? So no one's going to say Fred Sanford's house. No one's going to say, <laughs> no one's gonna say <laughs> I want to live at Sanford and Son's uh, house. So um, or maybe you do. But I, I still got the number one answer on the board. Um, well, let's go to Kev in Hawaii. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Kev. All right, guys. I got you beat. What you got? got you totally beat. The best house of all time, Benson. But Jake Gilliam, remember the show Benson? Of course, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember the house though. They were. It was again. Everyone was super opulent there. Benson. I, I remember 
I remember they were rich, but I don't remember I don't, the house. Yeah, I don't remember the house. Yes. You know, Spot, I feel like you were such a big fan. I'm surprised you didn't say you want to chill at the Golden Girls house down uh, in Florida, uh, like I that nice little uh, uh, retirement the, home. The, the exterior of that house is actually off of Sunset. Yeah, it's uh, it's in yeah yeah it's it's in the Palisades. Wow, it's not yeah. far. Yeah, right, my answer is not a popular one, but I more thought about. Where would I really want to live? Not like, well, when I was a kid, I loved growing pains at Seaver's house. Yeah. Or, you know, I love the uh, the swinging door and uh, family ties. Like, none of that. My my thought was, who's balling and has an updated house now? And my buddy Sean hit us up, who listens on the iHeart app. He said, yo, I'm going Bundy's house. Three-bedroom, backyard American classic home Ted, in Chicago. <laughs> he said the Al Bundy house. And I go, no, no, no. The Jay Pritchett house. A different Ed O'Neill character. Think about it. On Modern Family, Jay was rich. He got Sophia Vergara. Hey, Judith, and, Judith Light was also uh, very rich and as if, a lawyer. And if you watched uh, if you watch Modern Family, they were all pretty well off. But Jay, that was a mansion in California. What about Angela Bauer's house in, was that Connecticut? Connecticut, yeah. yeah. You know, you got to think about what they uh, did, where hey, they oh, were. Uh, I'm here for the housekeeping job? Yeah, you get you get, uh, you get Tony as your housekeeper. Um, I'll just give away my answer then. Um, again, the phone calls are coming in. No one's going to beat my answer. 877-99 on Fox. 877-99 on <laughs> Fox. so good. If I could oh, here we go. live in any TV show's house, a la this Brady Bunch story that's gone viral today. It's got to be my guy. Paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman, you Pee-wee's have Pee-wee's house? Pee-wee's playhouse? <laughs> Are you serious? Is <laughs> it a sitcom? <laughs> I mean, a Pee-wee's playhouse. That's Why not? Cheating. That might be the dumbest no answer. That's the worst answer. <laughs> That's the best it's answer. I want to live in Tom and Jerry's house. Then. I, dis- I, I don't disqual- <laughs> nah, disqualified. Come on! What do you want? You, you want to sit on? Cha- you want to sit on Cherry? Yeah, the king of cartoons comes by, plays you some some cool tunes. You got Cherry, you got Globy. Come on! <laughs> you got a robot? Make a lick a high, lick a high. I thought Can it was wishes? only sitcom related. Yeah, that's I what I thought. So Pee Wee Herman doesn't count. Nope. Man, you guys, I, you guys, in your rules. Do they have a bathroom? Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. D- yeah, I yeah, toilet. Do they have right? anything? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I, I don't know. I just. All right, then I'll rethink it. Yeah. Fine. We had an outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I'll go back to the drawing board. Uh, who else do we got? 877-99 on Fox at Covino and Rich. Danny G will get on there right now. Thinking, like, I'm thinking of other shows. Like, yeah, that's a great way to think of it. Who had the opulent life? Like, who was living? Jefferson's life? had an opulent I, life. I was a huge fan of Dallas. Oh, and so yes. I went to South Fork Ranch outside of Dallas. Now, a lot, no, the show wasn't shot there, but a lot of the exterior stuff by the pool was there. And they had a big picture of Jock Ewing like they had in the... Uh, oh, really? In, yeah, so got my picture taken by it and the whole deal. But, yeah, if we're outside the sitcom, the, uh, the yeah, Dallas yeah, house because of the grabs. ranch. Yeah. Man. Trying to think, man. I want to live in the uh, mansion in Saltburn. Yeah, no one's gonna want to live in the Walnut Hills. You know whose place I loved? Mr. Rogers. It's just chill, right? I mean, it was. You got the fish tank. You got the. You know what? You didn't stay there long. Got the land and make believe right there. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned growing pains earlier. I don't want to leave, live in the Seaver house. I want to live in the apartment above the garage. Oh, with Mike's water bed. Water bed. <laughs> That's where I want to live. You know, flip it for a second. While we think of the opulent stuff, is there? Is there one where you're like, well, that was sort of a bunk apartment or house? I don't want to live there. I hmm. would live in the friend's apartment. That thing was huge and cheap. 
Yeah, that's one of those continuity things, right? Where they're like, there's no way they could have afforded that house. I think the whole thing was that she it was rent controlled from her like grandmother, her or aunt. You know what's interesting is I think like a, a later version of Laverne and Shirley may have used the same sort of setup as uh, Two and a Half Men. You're oh, really? you're absolutely right, and you know okay. what, Spot? If you could, uh, if someone's got a, their laptop in front of them, there I've seen this online before, where it's sitcoms that share the same set, and if you tell if you say them, you're like, oh my god, yeah, like they yeah. just changed the couch and something. I was like, Roseanne. That middle class house, I think someone's like, oh yeah, that was also blank. Sure. Like so, there's there's a couple of those. And by the way, Roseanne always had that very grandma looking uh, blanket on the couch. Yes, the Afghan. The Afghan yep. with the staircase behind it. Yeah, there's, oh, there's some man. classic. You know, ones. I I know this is a corny answer if I can't use Pee Wee's Playhouse, but um, I always thought the Brady Bunch house was the coolest house. I really did. Something about it was so iconic. They showed it so often. As a kid, I, I always thought that was the coolest house. So I know it goes with the story today, and it's not the the greatest answer, but my answer would be the Brady Bunch house, then the more and more I'm thinking about it. Danny G, who we got, yeah. buddy? All right, let's go to Tim in Spokane. Yo, Tim, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm going to go way back. How about the courtship of Eddie's father? They looked over uh, Central Park, Mr. French. I thought you were going to see, like, the Munsters or something. Cool house. <laughs> cool house. Yeah. Uh, thank you, man. Who I, else you know got? what? Uh, not a show that I watch, but have you ever gone on the Universal tour at Universal Studios out here? Of course. And they're like, that's where, that's Wisteria Lane, where Desperate Housewives yeah, was all the rage. Yeah. That would, that would, they have that same street. Part of the tram, right? Yeah, but it's part of the tram as well. Apparently, right. the Munsters and Desperate Housewives shared a set. That's what I'm reading here. Full House and Friends shared a set. Saved by the Bell and That's So Raven. There's some list I'm seeing now. I don't know. Share the set, not necessarily the house. Also, oh. maybe, maybe because it's uh, because of how close it was to the beach and the Regal Beagle. But as a little kid, I always thought the Three's Company apartment was cool. You know, it's funny because of the neighbors. Santa Monica. You know, it's, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know it's Santa funny? Monica. Danny G. As a kid growing up on Long Island, you know, living in New York City and Queens, and I'm a, I'm an East Coast kid originally. I watched Family Ties. I watched Growing Pains. But my dad's favorite was Three's Company. We watch that all the time, but I didn't have perspective, if that makes sense. Because now that I live out here, I'm like, oh well, yeah, Santa Monica. They had a, they had a, they were roommates in an apartment, and the beach was down the block. And oh, Chrissy, how about the Chrissy's outside sunbathing? How about the perspective of Jack had a lie to live with women, (laughs) just to live there. (laughs) By the way, that's a show that's premise like might be the most outdated in a funny way. Like, Jack had to pretend to be gay in order for a landlord to be okay with him living well, with a woman. It's like uh, Bosom Buddies, too. Was yeah. the they had to dress <laughs> Hilarious. up. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. All right, so again, based on this but, but think about story that. about the Brady Bunch house, which TV house would you want to live in? Think about that, though. What Danny said, Three's Company, they had they shared what seemed like a pretty small beach town apartment. Probably the Regal Beagle yeah. was like a bar on the Third Street Promenade, mm-hmm. and they were just hanging in Santa Monica. That's yeah. you know, remember when Jack drives his bike into the sand because he looks yes. like a, a good-looking girl? That's probably yeah. right there on the boardwalk. Oh, yeah. That apartment today, ten thousand dollars a month. I yeah. know, right? Eight seven seven ninety nine. Not on even Fox. an exaggeration, right? If we don't get to all your phone calls, obviously we have other things to talk about. But you hit us up at Covino and Rich on social media anytime. Uh, we got uh, Tim in Fargo. Yo, Tim in Fargo. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tim, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Well, how about Wayne Manor with access to the Bat Cave, the kick-ass library, 
I mean, that's you know? that's baller right there. That's no, but he's talking about the TV shows. Bro. I know. That's, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's 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 legit. Who else, Danny G? We'll go rapid fire. All right, uh, Chris in Kentucky. Yo, Chris, what's up, man? Hey, Chris. All right, got beachfront property, two and a half men. Oh, dude, great yeah, one. Uh, that might be one of the one. best answers. How do we not think is of that? Is that beachfront? Well, because Charlie is, Sheen, yeah. Charlie Sheen really was uh, the show that much. On, on the show, Charlie yeah. Harper was a famous jingle writer. Yeah, I knew that. And his brother was like a leech. You yeah, know, John Cryer. John Cryer. But they lived on, it seemed like a Malibu house on the oh, water forget about it that's a great answer yeah because remember they would always ju- uh, the neighbor that had a crush on charlie she would always jump over into the sand uh, all right thank you man thank you very much for all the calls for all the feedback and i really think we should if this woman's down open up her house for charitable hey Cavino and rich could be a charity let us broadcast from the brady bunch house that'd be fun that would be fun uh, uh two more phone calls to wrap it up who we got danny eric in illinois yo what's up eh? eric in Colorado for a long time, and if you watch the beginning of Mork and Mindy, they'll give you hints as to where the house is, and it's a pretty cool little house in a small part of town, and they ended up putting a fence around it because there were too many people taking photos. Really? Not a, I doubt anymore, but back then, I guess, right? Yeah, I think they're okay now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's- Thank uh, you, man. Uh, one more phone call? Yeah, let's go to Jeff in Chico, California. Hey, Jeff and Chico, you're on the show, Cavino hey, and Rich. Hey, how you doing? Doing good, man. I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the Beverly Hillbillies. Well, they got that mansion going on. The, the got some mansion house? going it's on. Black and white, though. The original, yes. Yeah, it's only in black and white. <laughs> uh, Thank you, man. Dan Byer, you got one more. I, I just wanted to in the double set thing. Something kind of in our era. Apparently, the Boy Meets World living room, which I remember, was the same one that they used with, according to Jim, yes. Jim Belushi's yeah. sitcom. So. One of the sites that, that is not off the top of my head, but just in researching that topic. You know what stands out to me? Maybe not the most desirable one, did, but did anyone else as a kid watch Jack Hay on 227? I love that. And they lived in that apartment yeah. complex, and there was always that that like uh, sarcastic Pearl. old black woman that Pearl, Pearl that was Pearl. like that, yeah. was, that yeah. would always have her head out the window. When it, that was a cool ass show. I thought you were gonna say Martin, so you could be neighbors with Shanene. <sighs> you know, Martin was a radio DJ. That's that right. Show. Yeah, that's right. That's See, a, a whole conversation for another day. <laughs> Who'd be the best na- neighbor? Furley? That would be that would be Larry from Three's <laughs> Company, <laughs> or would it be Kimmy Gibbler? <laughs> I don't know. It's a whole other discussion. But all thank right, you well, guys for playing along. Phones are all lit. We can't get to everyone because we do have to talk some uh, Super Bowl conspiracies. Again, so. ju- yeah, just hit us at Covino and Rich on social media. Thanks again, guys, for all the feedback. Now, coming up, there are two conspiracies we have to get to. One involves Travis Kelsey, and one involves. A mentalist. We're really easy to get a hold of. We're not that cool yet. So hit us up while you can. At no, you know what it is? We're, we're, we're accessible. We're accessible because we want to interact with you. We want to be the most interactive show there is. So, yeah. We try. We, we try to get back to everyone. It's not easy, but we try. That, we we got we to gotta be yeah. it, right? So this guy, Beefy Unicorn, hit us up. Beefy Unicorn. And... He slid into the DMs. He slid in head first like Pete Rose. Got to already feel the credibility on this. Yeah. Well, Beefy Unicorn says it. He goes, isn't it ironic that the one thing Rich would defend and almost get booty hurt about is the reason why his team will lose the Super Bowl? And that's, you guessed it, Taylor Swift. No. He says, if anyone thinks the NFL is going to let the Chiefs lose there, they're out of their minds. 
The NFL is drooling over Travis hoisting Lombardi in the air, confetti flying everywhere, kissing Taylor Swift. Hell, I'll make it one step further. He's going to propose on the field, LOL. NFL is going to be swimming in the cash like Scrooge McDuck if this happens. Listen, it's already the Super Bowl. It's already the biggest game of the year. Can I say The most televised uh, viewed event. I don't think they need this bonus, and I'm not one that believes in conspiracies. I'm not saying there's a script or it's rigged. I'm not that idiot. I'm not saying that at all. But you have to admit the NFL wants that. You're going to tell me the NFL doesn't want (laughs) Chiefs win, the underdog Chiefs win, Patrick Mahomes is like, Reed, we're still here. We're still here. And then Travis Kelsey's there kissing Taylor Swift, confetti in the background, and he proposes. I think most people are sick of the Chiefs. Break. I think most people are sick of nah. the Chiefs. Well, what does the NFL want? What does the NFL want? I'm not saying it's rigged. I'm really not. I'm saying, what do they want? Well, not, not to put you on the spot, Dan Byer, Danny G, Spotty Boy. Is there a Super Bowl that comes to mind where your thought would be, well, if the NFL wanted things to happen, they would have had that happen. Like, what? What's the Super Bowl where the storyline fell short? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on my thinking cap. But think about that for a second. If you think the NFL, my God, they're salivating over the idea of Kelsey, like you said, with the Lombardi Trophy, kissing Taylor, a proposal. Maybe I get it. But there've been other storylines that fell short just because. It, the game doesn't unfold that way. What if the Niners come out like I mean, I'm hoping? Tom, Tom Brady uh, going out on top. It's a good one. You know. I mean, it wasn't a Super Bowl, but I mean, they want it would have been nice, no? I mean, Tom, Tom Brady. There's always, I'm saying, there's always a storyline. I'm thinking it. of like, is there, is there someone where you're like, oh, they fell just short, and like the NFL and the storylines would have loved that. Maybe the Bills finally winning one. Eh, probably not. I don't know if they care enough. Dan well, Byer, what you got, man? Well, I was just going to say the Bills thing is tricky because the one that they were actually in and could have won was the first one. Right. Oh, yeah, so if it would have been the fourth one, different story, they would have. But at the time, we didn't realize that they were going to also then lose the next three. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying conspiracy at all. I'm just saying that the NFL probably, I, I as a what, league, would benefit so much more. And you know, those highlights would live forever you know, if that really did happen. Brett Favre. Winning against the Pats, dude. Taylor Swift is it may impact the election, is what they're saying. You don't think she impacts, yeah, you know, the know. the ratings of the Super Bowl? Now, when Favre won the Super Bowl with the Packers against the Pats, the next year when Elway got back and it was like, "Here's an aging Elway," I think the sentiment was they were a big underdog. If I remember, close to double digits, if not. And the Broncos, I you picture Elway jumping getting hit, helicopter, yeah. close to the end zone. Mm-hmm. That right there was a moment where I think everyone was like, yo, this is what we want. We didn't think it would happen, but this is what we want. I can't think of other moments where there was a storyline that was like, that would be great, and you felt like it was pushed. I am not. I don't think it was ever pushed. You know, it's funny, because Super Bowl Forty Two, we thought that we – I don't know if we wanted to see the perfect season, but you would think that would have been the story – that they would want New England, the first 16-0, then winning the Super Bowl. But now as we are 16 years removed from it in the actual upset, 
was probably better. It was cooler to see the nine win, I believe, yeah. Giants beat the but, best team ever. But yeah. I think entering the week, we probably would have said, oh, the NFL's going to rig it, so New England's probably unbeaten. That's, yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Yeah. But looking back, that. like you said, it's cooler that, yeah. that, wow, the Giants beat them, huh? Yeah, you know, the funny part is before that touchdown, who caught that touchdown in the end zone? That wasn't Plaxico. Plaxico. Oh, yeah. was Plaxico? Spot had the box in a really substantial pool. Yeah. Like Spot had like the $10,000 winning box if that touchdown had not happened. So he was as upset as Tom Brady. And and the Tyree catch just rubs it in your face every single time that you didn't win that 10,000. Ridiculous. Man. So what does the mentalist have to do with this? The mentalist. This is a weird conspiracy I I saw on TikTok because everything on TikTok is real, as you know. That CBS show? No, no, no. Do you remember Hard Knocks, which we all watched with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? Now, it seems like five years ago because time, you know, we talk about new stuff every day. But at one point, not that long ago, we were talking about, hey, did you watch Hard Knocks with Aaron Rodgers last you mean night? like three months ago? Yeah, it seems like three years ago, doesn't it? It does. Do you remember the one episode where Nicole Hartman's up there and the mentalist is like, I want you to think about what the final score of the game is going to be, right? And who's who are the Jets going to play in the Super Bowl? If you forget the moment, take a listen. Got a crystal ball in your hand. You see the future. Tell us. Who do you see the Jets playing in this year's Super Bowl? Say it. 49ers. 49ers. And I'm putting you on the spot here. We're going to win. We know we're going to win. What's the final score going to be? 31-21. Yeah? Because when all the pieces come together in a season, it can be absolute perfection, folks. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Jets. Maybe he turns the page and it says 31-21 Jets. 31-21. Over the Niners. Mm -hmm. Note the rub is, weeks after that, Nicole Hartman was traded back to the Chiefs. <gasps> what if the mentalist who was talking to Hartman was like, you are going to be in the Super Bowl, 32-21. Wow. Because he's, be he's not on the yeah, Jets. So wow, that's crazy. So if the Chiefs beat the Niners 31-21. to This is, like, absurd then. That would be nuts. See, Rich and I have had. You're going to be in the Super Bowl. What's the score? 31-21. No, no, here's, here's the thing. Rich and I have had a lot of famous mentalists on our show throughout the years, and they would throw things out there that made no sense. But I wonder if we look back now, I've, I've, did those things pan out? You know, I've always, right? I've always thought to have Spot. We never did Because I'm, I'm sure he wants to do this project. <laughs> um, I've always thought to say, Spot, can you go over the last 10 to 20 years when we've had the Long Island medium or n- name some of the other people, Spot, like, like uh, who's John guy? Edward? Yeah, we had we had him on. Like, we had all, him all, on. all the random psychics that said stuff like, Cavino, I see this. And you're like, that makes no sense. If we look back now, would it be like, oh, my God, he was right. Never Who know. knows? Because when you saw that, it was like, Jets, 31-21. Oh, no, he's not on the Jets. He will be in the Super Bowl just with a different team. So, yeah, And the, the other script. developing story is that there's so many people betting on the Jets right now. Like not stat- the Jets. You're, you're on the Jets. The, Jets. <laughs> the, Chiefs. the Chiefs right now. Yes. People betting on the Jets have lost. I'm wondering how they're still the underdog, but apparently like bet after bet is, is for the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, Dan Byer, as we go to him for an update. That that sentiment would just be that big money's on the Niners, lots of little bets yeah, on the according Chiefs. According to BetMGM, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I, I, it's always tough to to figure out. You think that the public moves a lot of it, but then if you get a couple of big whales, that, that that's come what in, I'm saying. Like if yeah. if uh, I mean, not, I'm just throwing numbers out there. If a thousand regular Joe Schmoes like us, like hundred bucks on the on the Chiefs, and some guys like yeah, two million on the Niners, that yeah. just yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and I know the Niners have had a couple big bets on them. Some some whales, as you said, came out there. So the Niners still one and a half or two where you're looking. Yet I saw something that said, according to DraftKings and BetMGM and these sites, that most of the wagers are coming in for the Chiefs. They like the money line. They like Mahomes. Like the, the sentiment of like, how do you bet against who's, Mahomes? Uh, who's Shamu got? <laughs> Big whales. <laughs> and, and it's funny when you're talking about what would have been desired outcomes, maybe the NFL is scripted. Because I am having a tough time outside of the Super Bowl 42 of thinking, yeah, the NFL would have been better off that way. Like, it, when you really like look uh, back and think about it, you're like, okay, I can see where that works. I can see where that works. Yeah, it all sort of worked out. Like, I'm going back to our childhood. Like, yeah, the 85 Bears, I'm glad they won. Yeah. Oh, look, uh, Mark Vavaro and Phil Simms. That made sense. Yeah, because like, they built stories like Taylor Swift. No, no, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. All right, welcome back to CNR. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. And now it's time for the Express Pros Pro of the Week. And the Pro of the Week goes to Dame Lillard. Yeah. Returned to Portland his first time as a buck, Rich. That's kind of cool. He had two tribute videos, one on the court and one with all the charitable things he did off the court. And he said he could see himself ending his career in Portland. Which is an odd yet understandable statement. Yeah. When you saw how much love they gave him, that standing ovation lasted a long time. That's probably why. Got caught up in the emotions, but the Blazers won. He did well, though. 25 points, six rebounds. Again, congrats to Dame Lillard for being our Express Pros Pro of the Week. I, I think your whole thought on Pete Carroll and regrets, we might need to push till tomorrow. Because we're yeah. running out of time. I, I have one thought, That's though. That's fine. And that you know is, what? Uh, we always have our bonus podcast, Overpromised. That is true. We'll do that tomorrow. Um, my thought goes a little something like this. Hit it. I know there have been times where you and I have been to a fight weekend in Las Vegas, right? Yes. And we meet the right person or we have the right contact. And they're like, hey, if you want, we could get you into so-and-so's after party. And then what happens? You're like, well, the after party is going to be awesome if that person wins. And then if they don't, you're like, do you go to the after party? Yeah, it's like a miserable If they party. lose. Right. Well, I just got word. Uh-oh. That I have a pass. Uh -oh. I have an invite to the 49ers players after party. Get out of here. What? If they win, this could be one of the. This could be the. Must be nice. Must be nice. But this could be. <laughs> Danny G, this could be the. If the Niners win, yeah. then I'll, I'll say it right now. Let me, let me make a statement You're on the air. You're going to be in the room where it happens? Let me make a statement on the air. If the Niners win, I don't need another championship for a long time. Baseball, football, anything. You know what? I, I, I'll i take a decade off. I just. Uh, until, I need this as a fan. Yeah. No, the Mets ain't going to do diddly do for me. I had to watch what I was saying there for yeah. a second. You'd also, you'd also have to hope and pray that Brock Purdy's security team didn't recognize you from that last is, That Super is Bowl. true. Hey, Brock! <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where, like, when your team's in it and, you know, Dan Campbell alluded to it, but then he, he walked it back a little bit because that team is good for the foreseeable future, you'd imagine. Though Green Bay showed signs that they are getting better. Minnesota, they're not far off. The Bears always trying to work it out. But your your window is only for so long, and that was the sentiment with the Bills and the Ravens. Like, how many times can you make it to this point? Because think about it. Next year, Burrow's going to be healthy. Deshaun Watson's going to be healthy. I mean, Dan Campbell said it, yeah. right? I mean, it's so, so hard to get to that point. So, that might have been their shot. So when your team's in it, sadly, that's what you're also feeling. The few times my team has got there. I remember when the Mets got to the World Series in 2015. I remember thinking – 
If they lose this World Series, who knows when they'll be back. And sadly, that rang true because they have not been good since. I think the better question is whose ass did Rich have to kiss to get these passes? How much ass did he have to kiss? Right? That's pretty sweet. Now, my thought is, I, I saw a meme that said, yeah, we'll we'll be back, said, and then it listed all these teams that made it to like the AFC and NFC Championship Games, World Series, where it's like all the teams that were there, and then after they, after they lost the championship in whatever sport, whatever respective sport, they just, it was like, that was it. That was the shot. The Atlanta Falcons, Danny G, when they blew that game to the Patriots, my dude, Kyle Shanahan, offensive coordinator, yeah. Dan Quinn, who just got a new job as a head coach. It was the beginning of the end. Matt Ryan. That Atlanta Falcons team, you don't think they said, we'll be back. Were the Falcons ever back? Nope. Happens in every sport. This could be their chance. I mean, so you could be at the greatest party ever or the most somber, weakest party ever. Sometimes you're that team that has that chance and you win. And then you sort of disappear, but you got the glory. You got the one moment. So wait, that would get canceled if the Niners lose. Yeah, right? you're still gonna go. I, I no, I'd imagine it's. It, I'd imagine yeah, they would cancel. I, that I wouldn't want to go. They're just gonna cancel the party. No one gets together. Well, hey, they, you, you've seen in Vegas when there's uh like let's say it's uh I don't know Manny Pacquiao versus whoever back in the day, the losing person would still have their club night and they'd sadly yeah, appear. It's probably like, sponsored, yeah, yeah. Danny. I, like they, yeah. I wouldn't think they could cancel. The party completely. Like, it's probably uh, catered, sponsored. Like they have people ready on standby to work the event. Well, if That's I was probably a, why if Rich I was is going. A, they needed a, some, a court gesture. If I was a player on the losing side, I'd need a lot of drinks in me to host to it was you like know, for, be at a party. Uh, politi- political candidates do that too, where they have like the true. That's true. They wait for the results, and then like everyone that's on the losing wow. side is just wow. dude. That's like, still, but, but spot. You just painted the picture wow. of like you painted the, you painted the picture uh, of the lamest party. I just picture like Hillary Clinton looking at balloons. <laughs> Like that's the party that uh, you know. Uh, it's going to be Brock Purdy looking at balloons. You better bite your tongue. You mean celebration you mean, and victory, Rich? You mean Taylor Swift crying, thinking about the amazing sh- uh, song she's going to write about dealing with her boyfriend's heartbreak? Oh yeah, oh, that's hey. a better song. What's a better song? Heartbreak or love? Heartbreak always creates better music. That's the angle I'm going with. You want a good Taylor Swift hit on the next record? Loss. Le- about lyric loss. about like. Being there for your baby well, when he if loses. They, if they lose, then I'm not wishing it on your team. Do you? Are you gonna go? Are you still no, gonna go? No. If they lose, I'm gonna try to get a flight home that night. Really? No. I'm gonna I'm gonna call the airline and be like, I want to leave now. <laughs> All right. Because yeah, like, you'll be the only one. My my goal, Danny G, is if the 49ers win, knock out what? You might I, as well walk I'm gonna rage like a maniac that night. If they lose, I'm going straight to LAS. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. Goodbye, Goodbye guys. Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 